Blazing Grit is a podcast where honest and real conversations are front and center. A conversation where Fargo-Moorhead area business owners, thought leaders, advocates, and visionaries share their lessons learned and provide a fresh perspective to better inform and support you in your journey. It's about sharing the real story to inspire, lead, and encourage, all right here in my backyard of Fargo, North Dakota. It all starts with a conversation, an honest one. I'm Jesse Winnerovich, and this is Glazing Grit. My next guest is Mrs. North Dakota 2020, Amy Longton. Amy is the founder and CEO of Tech for Kids, a nonprofit designed to repurpose used laptops, iPads, and MacBooks that are donated to children that do not have access to technology in their home. She is also a senior systems administrator lead at Theraldson's Hospitality Management. In our conversation, we experienced connectivity issues, which had us pivoting from Zoom to a phone call. But the whole time, Amy was full of grace and kindness. We may have less than ideal audio quality, but listen in because this powerhouse of a woman does not disappoint. Our conversation picks up talking about the Mrs. America pageant and Amy representing North Dakota. Here's Amy Longton. I want to know what prompted your decision to get involved in North Dakota. You know, it was a very good friend had introduced me to the pageant program and the system. And, you know, I kind of was at that point in my life where I was like, well, should I apply? Should I go for it? I don't know. What will people think? You know, I was worried about other things. And then I thought, you know what? Who cares what people think? I'm at that age where you just learn to not care what people think. And you just do your thing because that's what a person should do as you get older. You just do your own thing. So I went applied. I was Mrs. Fargo for a very long time because of the pandemic. (laughs) So, you know, the pageant kept on being rescheduled and postponed. And finally, in September, uh, I was awarded the title. And it was amazing. It has brought me a lot of opportunity and a lot of neat networking connections. And I've met so many amazing women that are like-minded, that have the same goals, that are here for our community, trying to do things to help the community. Um, they're mothers, they're professionals, they are just absolute gems in the community. So I want to be involved in that. For sure. That is so neat. How was that experience for us outsiders that are not familiar with pageantry? What is right, that look right. like? This was my first goal at pageantry. I grew up you know, entering pageants like a lot of the other women have. And I always thought it was, okay, you could stand up, you walk on stage, you have this glamorous, you know, life um, of pageantry. Um, there's a lot more that goes behind the scenes. It is a full-time job of keeping up appearances, doing your community service work, promoting your platform. And, you know, my platform turned into my own nonprofit that I created during COVID. And you just really find out that there's a lot that more that goes behind the scenes of a country. It's not just, you know, getting out there and wearing that crown sash. It is getting out there and being involved in the community and also giving back 100%. In July of 2020, we founded Tech for Kids. And I want to know, what was the driving force behind Tech for Kids? I tell you what, it was one word, it's called COVID. You know, when COVID hit our area, 
and shut down our schools and our businesses, uh, we learned that many children did not have technology in their homes or even internet access, right? So I just started to start tech for kids. I put the word out, and people were more than willing to help. The North Dakota Women's Business Center, I'm a graduate of that leadership program in 2018. They have been a wonderful resource to help all the things that I needed to pursue tech for kids, um, to get it going and really establish it. And it has really taken off, I tell you. I have gotten many generous donations of laptops. Um, our goal was 100 for the year, and we are at 126 laptops currently mm-hmm. that are sitting at the Impact Foundation waiting for wonderful homes to go to. It has blown me away, the generosity that community has. It is just top-notch. Congratulations, by the well, way. thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, it's been wonderful. I... I can't even explain how it makes a person feel when, you know, they contact you and say, you have these laptops and you go and pick them up. And a lot of times, you know, the folks have wiped them and had them ready, you know, and I just have to load an OS on them, update them, and they're ready to go. So it's been fantastic. I'm always fascinated with women in technology because even as a younger woman, being 34 years old, I don't think I ever saw software and technology as a viable career option. And, right. you know, I was never exposed to it. I knew a woman that worked in IT or product or you know, had a code. And, and now being in the software company in the administrative field, I'm always in awe and appreciative of women just like you who, who truly are paving the way and saying that, yes, women absolutely do belong in tech. So I want to ask, you know, did you have any role models that said, yes, you should pursue a degree in computer science and acquiring technology? I'll tell you a story of, of how I kind of got into my career field. I was in college, and I was going into hotel restaurant management. And I just really didn't feel the niche. I didn't feel like I liked it that well. So I played basketball and volleyball at my college. And I went to my basketball coach, and I said, well, I just am not liking my major. I don't, I just don't know what I want to do. And she said to me, you know, there's this tech degree called computer science. You should check it out. And I said, you know, I'm going to. So, you know what? I changed my major that next day. I met with my advisor, changed my major, and I started my classes. And, and you know what? It, that's where it started from there. And from there, you know, I noticed that I walked in the class. And all the classes were, um, I was generally the only female in my classes. And I thought that was always quite odd. And I thought, well, why is there more females, you know, in the classes? I can never understand that. And when I got my first job, I was typically the only female in the department. You know, you just learn to roll with that and um, try to pave your way and earn respect, earn your keep, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I was reading an article about the wide gender gap between men and women in the STEM fields. Which yes. obviously manifests itself in various aspects. Um, with the latest statistic about women in technology being 25% of all jobs in the tech industry. But what struck me as the number of reasons why girls are less likely to study STEM subjects compared to boys, one of the reasons include teachers teaching STEM subjects, women and girls struggle to relate to them. You know, they can't see themselves in those positions. And the importance of seeing women in these career fields and and I know, you know, you are an advocate for women in technology, and I was wondering if you can speak a little bit about that. I 
for Cool for um, a few years before uh, Tech for Kids came along and kept me quite busy, right? And Betty Bromberg is the founder of that wonderful organization, and she kind of got me involved with mentoring. And I think it's important for these young girls to see that not only can you have a tech degree or be in a tech field, right? It doesn't have to be just coding. Mm-hmm. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't have to just be coding. You could be um, a software engineer. You could be a network administrator. You could be the networking avenue of it. You could be just hands-on help desk. You know, how to uh, reload a laptop. You know, different. There's different avenues of the tech field you can go into. So I think that's very important to teach these young girls. Is it's not just so I think a lot of times that just kind of scares and deters some of these girls away. So we like to show them that, you know, there's a whole slew of, of different categories of tech. And a lot of the women that mentored, that's what we all came from. We all came from different backgrounds, different companies, and we all have different titles. And we can show them, yes, that we can do these things and also have a family at home. Mm-hmm. You know, I, for one, am showing people that every day. I, uh, like you said, I, I miss North Dakota. I have two daughters that are very active. Um, <laughs> I'm a wife. I have, I started a nonprofit technically, and I also work full-time at Girls and Hospitality. So um, I proved that <laughs> it can happen, and it's just what we really believe we can do. Um, if you put your mind to it, you can do anything. I love that. And that segues so well into my next question because, you know, being the assistant, senior assistant, and then civil lead with Daryl since hospitality, you know, leader in our community, a woman crushing her own dreams and earning a title, and this is North Dakota, starting your own nonprofit. I mean, like, it is so inspiring. <laughs> and I, I just, yeah, it, it truly is. And I want to know, where do you find this drive and this confidence? You know what? It really comes from the tribe. If I didn't have some really good girlfriends in my circle, I would not be able to do this. And if I didn't have the support from my family and my friends, I would not be able to do this. Like, like they said, it, you've got to find your tribe and you've got to have a good one. They are your cheerleaders. They are the ones that encourage you, right? And, you know, growing up, I didn't volunteer or give to act that much. I wasn't shown to do that in the community. And once I started to do that, you just see how things change. Mm-hmm. You know, you give back to your community, you do good, good things happen to you, right? You go down that straight and narrow proper, and it's like the karma of the world. It gives back to you. So once that started rolling, people just quit. And it's wonderful. It, it makes you feel good about yourself. It makes you have self. You feel like you have self-worth. Um, I don't feel so negative about myself anymore. You know, I lost some weight. It was easier to lose weight. I, I had more energy. You know, all the things. It kind of changes your whole mindset. So right there, it's just been changing that circle of friends, getting a great support system, and just doing it. I love that. And... With that question, you were saying about five years ago, you were sitting in a job that was more, yeah. more advancement, you felt more appreciated. Mm-hmm. And I love the, the comment, what you wrote. She, you said, 
It is not about luck. It is drive, want, and the desire to make a difference in your own life. That was when I started my journey to make a difference in my own life. And I just thought that was so profound. Yes, that is exactly right. And I'll never forget that. I sat there in my chair, you know, 60 pounds overweight, um, looked at the computer screen, looked at the little mirror at my desk, and was like, you know what? I looked at that lady in that mirror and was like, do something about it. Get up off your butt and do something about it. You know, don't wish upon the stars. Make the stars, you know? <laughs> Just do it. And that's what I did from there. That point on, I made it a point to, okay, I'm going to make a change. And the only person that can do that is yourself. Yeah. So powerful. Well, thank you. Yeah. Did you think your life journey this far would have led you to where you're at today? Yes. You know, I have always been taught to go the extra mile. My my parents, I was you know, brought up as an only child, and they've always just instilled the work hard, play harder. Mm-hmm. And I am not the typical eight to five person. Um, I'm one that is always busy. I don't go home and sit on my couch. You know, I don't go home make make supper and then lay on the couch the rest of the night. I'm generally always doing something until the moment I go to bed, until my head gets that total. Uh, it's just how I'm wired, I'd say. And when I'm not doing something, I think it's, this might sound crazy to you, but if I'm not doing something, I kind of get a little bit of anxiety. Like, oh, I really should be doing something. I should be, I should be doing that, uh, scrapbook that I've been doing to of the girls. And that's something where, you know, that's probably one of my downfalls, one of my weaknesses. I need to learn to slow down. I need to learn to relax a little bit. And just take that time for myself. For sure. I think a lot of women can relate to that. <laughs> yeah. Most definitely. Most definitely. Amy, who inspires you? My children inspire me every single day. I look at them and I see a little bit of them, each of them in myself. You know, I see a little bit of me in, in them. And when I look at them, I think I want to make them page a road for them so that when they get into the career field that, you know, the glass ceilings are broke a little bit more. Um, they have a little bit more opportunity. They inspire me every day because of uh, the world that we're in right now. The undergrads of the world also inspire me. You know, there's, there's the different folks of, you know, in pageantry. There's the Kara Munts. Uh, she she was the first Miss North Dakota that won her title for the, the Sewer State pageant. Mm-hmm. And, um, and one, another one is my, uh, my boss, uh, Gary Carrollson. You know, he, he started from, you know, he was a school teacher, an insurance salesman, you know, he came from a small town in North Dakota. He wasn't handed his, you know, his business. He created it from the bottom up and, Right now, he's just killing it. So, these type of people inspire me. I love it. I just got goosebumps, you know. It just makes you feel like you can you can get out there and you can do it and to take you that can. Yeah, You can, you can. And it's, it's stories like that and knowing people like that mm-hmm. that really give you the confidence and the hope that you need, you know, the, the things you need when you're like, well, like last night I came home and I was so overwhelmed. I have my house, if you saw my house right now, I have laptops upon laptops, mm-hmm. like 
all over my my island and on my dinner table. <laughs> it's like a IT central, right? So I was just like, oh gosh, I just really hope this is all working because you know I'm I'm going from one job and I'm going home and doing this job until you know twelve o'clock at night and I'm just frazzled, I'm burning at both ends, but I'm like, you know what? No one's going to do it, but if you want to make it work. You have to do it yourself. You've got to put in the time. You've got to put in, put in the guts and the glory to make it happen. So I just got to keep telling myself that, you know, this is what you got to do in the beginning to make things work. Mm-hmm. And I think that's so important too, because so often we measure our, our progress against someone else's end result. And we don't see all the hard work that goes into starting a nonprofit and building it or prepping for Mrs. North Dakota or earning your master's degree, you know, and it's exactly. you know, and so that that just says says so much tenacity and, and work behind the scenes. So for sure. Well, yeah, thank you. Yeah. All right, we are on the last few questions, Amy. Sure. Um what is something you think everyone should do at least once in their life? I think that so definitely just travel. Uh, travel to somewhere, to a, a location that they would love to go to. Just get out and travel and experience different things, different cultures, uh, see the world. That's one thing that I love to do uh, when time permits. Um, of course, haven't been able to do a whole lot of it because of COVID and, and the things going on this last year and a half. but. It's something that I really love. I love it. That is one of the things that so many of the people, the guests on the podcast have said is travel. And it could be, you know, traveling, just getting out and pushing yourself to do a, um, like a camping trip, you know? Right. But a lot of it is just about pushing yourself out of your comfort zone and exposing yourself to new experiences and new people. And, yeah, I think it, it's so impactful as well. Absolutely. I believe it, it also builds character. You know, you go to these different places, you see these different types of how people are living, and it just it opens your mind. It gives you a, a broader spectrum of how others live, and it just, I just, I love to try different cuisines and mm-hmm. uh, tastes. I'm, I'm a foodie girl. I mm-hmm. love to eat, so um, it's, it's just fun for me. For sure, I love it. All right, can you share a piece of advice you've learned thus far in your journey? Definitely do not care what other people think of you. You know, I really have learned that since I've taken on the role as Mrs. North Dakota, I've learned to, you know, have a little bit thicker skin. You know, I've had Mm -hmm. some comments, you know, not everybody's always so nice. You know, ask why would you do that? I just like, oh, thanks. You know, along those lines. And it's kind of like, you know, why wouldn't I? And, and then I came to the point as like, why am I defending myself? I'm making a difference in my community. And that's what is important to me. And I'm showing my children, you know, what it is to give back to communities. I'm showing them, you know, how to be grateful for things in life. If they want to, you know, say or do anything, I think that's so great because so often us women are so concerned about 
what other people may think. We don't right. even, people we don't even know. And that holds right. us back from new experiences and, and trying and meeting new people. Um, right. And and so I I think that's wonderful advice. Thank you. Yeah. All right. As we close, is there anything else you would like to add? You know, I would like to add if folks would go out and follow me on my journey to the Mrs. America pageant, um, which is coming up in March. Uh, we'll be in Las Vegas, uh, March 19th through the 27th. So it's going to be very exciting. I'm representing North Dakota. If anybody, you know, wants to go to it, they can message me for details. You know, the more of a North Dakota presence we have, wouldn't it be awesome to have the Bible crew <laughs> of, of, of cheering squad at the pageant? I, that would be awesome. That would be so <laughs> wonderful. Well, that would be so wonderful. But yeah, if, if you, know, you can just follow me on Instagram at, at the Mrs. America, uh, that would be great to follow my journey and watch and see what happens. I will definitely be watching. I'm so excited for you and your journey and about Tech for Kids. And they can find Tech for Kids on Facebook as well. And then the Instagram handle is Mrs. MD America for yeah. Smith. Wonderful. Yeah. Well, I am I'm just so appreciative of you and all you're doing in our community. You are making such a huge impact and such a beautiful woman and I'm I'm very oh, thankful. Thank you. That's yeah. so sweet. I appreciate that. Thank you so much for having me on. It's been a pleasure. I just I just am so happy <laughs> that you had me on. Oh thank, thank you so much. much. Hey thanks so much for listening in today. Here are three key takeaways from my conversation with Amy. One, if you want something, start taking steps to get it. To quote Amy, it is not about luck. It is drive, want, and the desire to make a difference in your own life. Two, always give grace to yourself and to others. Amy was the perfect example of that during our connectivity issues in our conversation. I am thankful for her example. And three, continue to pave your way. You just may be smoothing out the cracks for someone else. If you would like to learn more about Amy, Tech for Kids, and her journey towards Mrs. America, check out the show notes on glazinggridpodcast.com. Also, if you enjoyed this episode, please let us know by subscribing, rating, and sharing. Thanks again for listening. I'm Jessie Winneravage. Talk to you soon.